New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. I am Lisa Davis, my fantastic co-host. Andrea is off today. One of these days we will be on together. We are like ships passing in the night, but we always have a great time when we are here solo and when we are here together. And I am so thrilled to have one of our regular guests, a fantastic Ashley Koff, RD. She is so wonderful. I'm sure you've seen her. She's all over the place. And we're going to be talking about med- better nutrition, what it is and what it is not. Hey, Ashley. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I just got back from Natural Products Expo West. So uh, 80,000 people, something like three or I don't even know, thousands and thousands of booths. And so I feel a little overwhelmed uh, just trying to settle in at home to some better nutrition for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. Well, before we jump into that, I'd love to hear about the Expo. What are some of the highlights? Because I keep hearing about beets. And that yeah. I try to eat some beets every day. I put some fresh beets wow. on my salad. Is that a big thing? Are you seeing that a lot in different uh, forms? <laughs> you know, say, the, the beets got. You know what we're. I think what we're starting to see is, first of all, certain things get yes. popular in diff, from a different standpoint, right? So um, people sure. will say to me, like, I, and this came up a lot at the um, at the expo, but it's also just been coming up in in different spaces, which is. Somebody will say, like, oh, like matcha. They'll be like, oh, matcha's trending now. Matcha was trending, like, three years ago. I'm like, so in L.A., matcha was trending three years ago, but in the rest of the country. And with beets, what's interesting is beets were super, super popular in the London Olympics, like, around that time. And beets mm. have oh, become right. really yes. popular in the sport, in the high sports performance um, arena because of their capabilities to be helpful with oxygenating the blood, right? And so beet juice actually was really popular um, on that part. Um, I really struggle with beets, so I think I downplay beets popularity a lot <laughs> on a personal <laughs> level. But um, but I can but I can appreciate that. And go you. I mean, the thing that I think about with beets is like, what a great way to get in that dark red purple color consistently. Um, many of us choose other ways, uh, including beverages. And so uh, I think the antioxidants and things like that are, are really great to, to get in. Um, but, you know, in that way, with what is trending, it really started to see that, you know, I think we have, you know, almost pockets of things that are trending and also beliefs around nutrition. So I think there are people who are, you know, very strong advocates of a plant-based diet and, and even, um, you know, uh, just vegan as opposed to plant-based who are very focused on certain things and, and those things trending. And then there's this whole area which certainly these circles overlap of people who are really focused on their digestive system. Either, you know, they have food allergies and tolerances, or maybe it's FODMAP, or maybe it's SIBO, and you're actually seeing brands come out of this because people who have been following either elimination diets or who have been really challenged to find the combinations that they're looking for actually starting companies or, you know, in that space. And so even... Uh, I was really impressed to see coming out of Expo that uh, General Mills acquired uh, Farmhouse Culture, and Farmhouse Culture makes cultured vegetables and gut shot. You know, you're you're thinking it couldn't be any oh, further wow. from, uh, you know, from cereal and some of the things we associate with General Mills. So, um, you know, I think in that way, there's a lot of these, like, what's trending really depended on who you were talking to and where you were. I think in the supplement space, uh, there is no question that the top trend in supplements is gummies because everybody is doing it and those that are doing it are extremely successful. And so I think other people are, 
getting into the space. So we had a lot of a question about, you know, what's better in the gummy space. And then adaptogens um, are really arriving. And what I think has happened in the past is we've maybe looked at individual adaptogens. So real quickly for the listeners who are going, what is she talking sure. about? Um, adaptogens yeah, what's the cyber are, thing, too? Yeah. going back to that, Yeah, SIBO and FODMAP. So SIBO is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, really sexy. Huh. Um, but that we're noticing that, you know, not all people with IBS have SIBO and not all people with SIBO have IBS. And so we're starting to understand that a little bit better. And then FODMAP, um, which is fructo-oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides. I'm going to forget what the A and the P, excuse me for, for um, not going into the science of all of that right now. But basically, there are different types of sugars and ingredients in foods that people are um, digestively don't tolerate. And so a FODMAP diet is actually eliminating those, and it can seem very confusing to people, um, but there are people who follow it and, and feel much better. It's kind of like the special um, uh, carbohydrate diet uh, as well in the past that people have used for, um, you know, looking at uh, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's and things like that. So um, what we're finding today more and more is that there's a name, there are more names for what is going on for you. There's even, you know, with, with uh, the pancreas for people who have digested, may be having bloating and they're realizing, wow, I might not be breaking down some of my food as well. So that would be like a whole other conversation, but those, that's what those two stand for. And those are ones that we're increasingly seeing diets and as a result, products being developed and whole systems being developed. Kind of the way you would think if you went into the store historically and saw like Atkins bars and soups Uh, and meals and, you know, in in that way. So going back to adaptogens, adaptogens are a class of herbs um, whose, they have a shared property and that is that as herbs themselves, and they can be the leaf, they can be the berry, they can be the plant, the root of the plant. Um, they have survived extreme stress, and they haven't just survived, they've thrived. So one of my favorite examples is Siberia, right? You know, so in Siberia, (laughs) you don't think about like, oh, you know, it's lush, it's green, like there's all, you think, no, 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 it's cold, it's icy, there's tundra there. So Siberian ginseng, the fact that it thrives there, it doesn't just survive, it's figured out how to thrive. And what these herbs do in our body is they actually, on a personalized level, help our bodies adapt better to certain types of stresses. And so we hear about them individually at times, like ashwagandha, I mentioned ginseng. Uh, People are hearing more and more about turmeric, holy basil, which is sometimes called tulsi. So there's a class of maca root, and some of them help our bodies actually dial it up. Like maca can be, you know, is we think of like the Aztec warriors. I'm like, wow, like, you know, let's sock it now. You know, oh, we'll yeah, get it done. <laughs> um, and the interesting thing about adaptogens, and I think the reason they're so appealing to people today is we're recognizing that some of the things that we take to either address fatigue or to address stress or to help us sleep better or to even give us energy um, in the medication side, have side effects, and even in the food mm-hmm. side, like straight-up caffeine or some of these other things might have unwanted side effects. And what's interesting about adaptogens is they really do go in and work with our own bodies. So you and I might take the same adaptogen, but it's going to operate differently, right? And so I think that that mm-hmm. part is it's, it, we're, we're getting to more of a personalized medicine in that way. So it, may, it will act on the same principle but to the degree to which it acts is going to depend on what it's noticing. And what I like about that is it kind of reminds me of going back to the 
um, idea of why I've always had a problem with the notion of anti-inflammatory, like we say anti-inflammatory mm-hmm. diet. Um, we've had medications that are anti-inflammatory and they turn off inflammation, but that's actually a real negative in our body. We want our body to be able to have a healthy inflammatory response because healthy inflammation stops us when, you know, if we're sick and are, and we get a fever, that's a sign like, okay, I need to slow down. Or if you sprain your ankle and it swells up, that's a sign we need to slow down. And so we don't want to actually turn off that inflammatory response. What we want to do is have a help, help promote a healthy inflammatory response. And similarly with adaptogens, what we don't want to do is, you know, spike ourselves. What we want to do is actually, you know, with energy or boost ourselves really high, we want to actually allow the body to go high but not drop off and go low. We want it to unfold more mm-hmm. naturally. And so that's really the adaptogen space. So the cool thing about adaptogens, I was seeing them get a lot of attention in powders and in supplements, but then also in things like herbs um, and spice, uh, excuse me, adding those herbs to like rebel beverages, um, which you can get at the grocery store, to teas. Um, I saw them in different, uh, I think it's, they used to be called living intentions. Now they're called activated something, maybe activated food. Uh, they had them in like their nuts and seed blends. I saw some of these herbs in bars. Um, there's a, a mushroom-based um, uh, a hot chocolate company that's using some of the herbs in there. So, um, you know, it, it was really interesting to suddenly see reishi, which for years I've taken as part of a mushroom blend and as a supplement uh, to help immune support and give better energy, and in, now mixed into food uh, products and being able to get it that oh, way. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what I saw recently? There's this cute little health food store a few towns over from me, and I love it. And I wish I remembered the name of the company. And it's so funny because I tend to be a little sloppy. And so in my Mm -hmm. studio, I'll like drink a bottle of it. And I kind of left the bottle. And then earlier today, I was like, I have to clean up. And I'm like, darn it, why did I clean up? I would have had the bottle. Anyway, it's a coconut milk beverage with chocolate. Really, I mean, it's dark. It's intense chocolate Mm -hmm. with reishi in it. And it's fantastic. And they also do one that has... Tall, yes, yes, that's yeah, it. It's yes, rebel. yes, yes, uh-huh. yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So for some reason, I was thinking of something else, but you're right. Okay, and I was just like getting lost thinking about chocolate. And then they also make a really good one with the turmeric and the ginger. Have you had that? Yes, oh my God, totally. It's in my refrigerator. It's so yeah. good. Oh, yeah. I could live on that stuff. Yeah, oh, it's so yummy. Very approachable, right? Good tasting, really yes. approachable. But what yes. they're also doing is they're using clinical doses, um, quality ingredients. Everything's organic, you know. So. And some people say to me, oh, it has a lot of sugar. I'm like, hey, you can totally make it at home without sugar if you want. But the amount in here, there's a great counterbalance. You know, um, they also do ones with plant protein, or you can add your own protein powder, or you can have it with a protein source, um, you know, this, you know, in, in that way, too. Oh, yeah, exactly. so it's really cool well, that know, way. So that was a big trend, for sure. Nice? Those, that, that sort of rounds out what my, my vision, or, you know, what I saw in terms of trends. Well, you know, it's funny. At that same little health food store, I found this CBD dark chocolate. So mm-hmm. it's got this canana, canana, I can't even say it. Cannaboid. Uh-huh. Is that how you say can, it? Can, can, cannabis. Oh, my gosh. It's you like just did all the rage can, now. Cannabinoids. Cannabinoids. Yeah, exactly. Cannabinoids. Yes. And I had to, I bought it just because I love dark chocolate. I like to try new things. It was really good. And I said, well, what is this going to help with? And the woman and who worked there said pain oil. relief. Yeah. What, yeah. What do you know about that? I'm just curious. So I do know a fair amount about it. I'm very concerned. Um, so that's going to be my first comment. Oh. So there are two okay. things. First of all, we spent a lot of time. I have spent, you know, it's been my passion and privilege really over the last five, ten years to help people understand that hemp foods, hemp seed oil, 
hemp seeds, mm-hmm. hemp hearts, hemp protein are from are, are do not have any of the THC and are great for you for so many reasons, right? Um, so yeah. the, in that way, there's a crossover now because some of those things with CBD are being marketed as hemp, and when that happens, there's confusion because. You know, I again, I've been telling parents, I've been telling pregnant women, I've been telling all these people, like, hey, no problem with the hemp. But now we have to look and say, okay, there would be a problem with the cannabinoids and potentially we just want to know, we, we need to know that information for some. There, I shouldn't say there will be a problem. Ah. There could be. And then in addition, there are things that are just not clean sources of CBD oil and, some, and CBD water and some of these others. And part of that is I believe in Canada it's still not legal to produce the CBD or some part of the, I think it's still not legal to produce the CBD oil. So the question mark is what are we getting here and where is it being produced from? And, you know, in that way, the doses, knowing how it interacts with medications, all these other things are, it's complicated. There's a company that Um. is doing it in the supplement space. I actually have a lot of respect for, I've reviewed their research. I feel really good about it. I'm not going to say right the name of the company right now. Because I'm still in the camp of, I would like to, before we start just allowing this stuff to be as mainstream as I think it is already becoming, I think there's a lot of concern about what do we actually call this. So my favorite point about what you said is you did not introduce it as hemp, and you said there was chocolate that had CBD. And I think if you see that CBD, you just have to be aware that um, you may or may not, like, it, it it is within the realm of the hemp plant, there are different plants that may or may not have THC. So as I mentioned, the hemp, the plant that ah. has the hemp foods comes from does not have the THC. The plant that has the CBD, CBD extract should not have the THC, but sometimes, as I understand it, they can be combined. So that's, so, you know, oh, it's... Okay. Uh, it, it's well, just, I felt totally fine, so yeah, I don't think there was yeah, anything. And I, I yeah, don't, I mean, I don't it was think, just yummy. <laughs> Yeah, so basically what it is is when you talk about an oil, a CBD oil, the cannabidiol oil, you're talking about in that hemp seed, right, seeds, that's where you get different oils. And so you're talking about getting a different oil in there. I see. All right. Well, let's jump into better nutrition. I mean, you've been talking about all these great things, all these great trends, but a lot of these are expensive. And I think I want to be able to say to people, look, you don't need to go out and buy some of these things we're talking about. I mean, it's great if you can. It's a great treat for yourself. Uh, But I couldn't live on some of these things because I couldn't afford it. So what are some basic things we need to keep in mind when we're looking at what it is and what it is not when it comes to better nutrition and how to attain it in a reasonable manner? Yeah. So first of all, I'm so glad that you're talking about the finances part of it. So one, if you go to my site um, or if you follow me on social media, they're all Ashley Koff or Ashley Koff approved. You will see um, that I have recently posted uh, the nine better nutrition commandments or the the nine um, yeah the nine better nutrition commandments. And within that, first of all, the number one rule in my opinion is that better nutrition better be delicious. Because at the end of the day, if it's not delicious, we're going to find something that is delicious. And so a big part of it is one of the key things about better nutrition, one of the pillars is making sure that we're not giving, putting too much in our proverbial gas tank or in our body at one time. Just like a car doesn't want to get too much, you know, we don't want to get too much. We don't want to be overwhelmed. And even yeah. good stuff can be overwhelming to the body, right? And so we yeah. want it to be delicious, and then we do have to account for quantity and quality and nutrient balance, frequency, things I've talked on, on here about before. But it really, better nutrition also has to be doable for you. 
And that's probably the driving factor why I know today, and we're in this like totally awesome place where we collectively, and I mean true nutrition experts, we know what better nutrition is and isn't. And so the great part about that is within that world of what better nutrition is, we want to make those choices more often. I like to say they're better, not perfect choices. We want to make those more often. And we want to either avoid or have less often things that fall under the category of what better nutrition is not. And in doing that, that really allows you to shop within your budget and also still get the benefits of better nutrition. And what I mean by that is there are certain tips that can, and certain ways of shopping that can help us to enable better nutrition in a more affordable way. So, for example, my freezer, like if you could invert my refrigerator and freezer, I'd be the happiest person ever in terms of size (laughs) because I (laughs) buy everything organic frozen. I love having stuff in the freezer. You know, I have a ton of cauliflower, a ton of broccoli, all these things. Because, first of all, they're always available. Second of all, they don't go bad as quickly. Um, and third, if, if they're there, they're, so they're always available seasonally, but also if they are actually in my home, there's a really good chance that I'm going to use them, right? So I oh, use yes. those things. And then the, another rule within that, within better nutrition, is you're usually able to save money and improve quality when you are in control or doing what I call some assembly required. Notice I did not use the word, I borrowed that from Ikea, but I did not use the word cooking. <laughs> so, yes, there are yeah. people that, you know, build dressers and do, do all this great, like, wood furniture and metalwork, and they do all that from, you know, start to, from scratch to finish. And I think of the people that cook, you know, gorgeous meals and all this other stuff just like that. It's awesome, and we all, like, given the time, we might even want to follow a recipe and do all that, and I strongly, strongly encourage you to do that. But I think so many of us today are grabbing food because we either need it quickly or, to be frank, we're intimidated by what we see on Instagram or in other places in terms of, you know, Pinterest or on TV in terms of what the finished product should look like. So first of all, throw that out the door. If it's delicious and it's not photo worthy, (laughs) then in my book, that's better, not perfect. I love it. You know, Um, I would hate for it to be photo worthy and not delicious. Then like, I never want to see it again, you know? Um, But, and, and to be clear as somebody who's done a lot of TV and a lot of, um, you know, magazine prep and a lot of social media, um, a lot of times the things that we do for better photos are not um, actually do not result in things tasting great. So, you know, we want to be clear about that part. But I think oh, in, the, in the preparation of doing things, you know, I will say to people, look, yes, you absolutely can buy a bar, but you can also take peanut butter or almond butter and you can put it on a pear. And I have, for example, one of my favorite uh, new recipes, I sliced open a pear, I had cashew butter, I was like, oh, I really like that. And then sitting in front of me was a turmeric powder, so I sprinkled the turmeric powder on top of it, and then I added some cacao nibs. And I had people that are like, oh my gosh, Ooh, this recipe, so right? And I was like... So this was like me not wanting, yes, I could have bought a, purchased a bar that would have actually even very similar ingredients, but I'm controlling for the quantity, I'm controlling for the nutrient balance, and more importantly, what I'm also controlling for, if it's something that I'm having on an ongoing basis, so I always say better, not perfect, more often. So this is part of my more often space, then one of the things that I'm controlling for in that part is not getting a bunch of... Um, preservatives like, you know, gums and binders and things like that, which are not awful. They're just not something that my body needs uh, more often. But the other part of it is I notice a lot, and I notice this even more at Expo West, there are a lot of vitamins and minerals and other nutrients that are being added as 
quote-unquote fortification to a lot of bars and mm, cereals yes. and, you know, these sorts of things. And um, a lot of times, especially, you know, if you're taking a multi and you're, you're already getting in some of these things, they're too much or more often than not, because a lot of those ingredients are really expensive, um, they are actually not good quality form. So the food might in the bar might be good quality form, but the, in, the other ingredients might not be in a great form or in a good amount for you. So those are the things that when it comes to better nutrition, I, you know, we try to say if you're able to make it yourself, I think you're going to be able to do a better job. And what I try to do in that part is by saying some assembly required is like maybe, maybe you want to purchase the, you know, maybe you're making um, spaghetti for everyone at home. And, you know, some people like turkey meatballs. Some people are like totally weird like me and like sardines. Some people are vegan and want hemp seeds. Some people are, you know, so you're like, okay, let me make sure I have all those ingredients at the house. But let's say you're not making the turkey meatballs, but you purchase those. That's totally fine. Yeah. Just make sure that those are a good and good quality or similar with your, your, with your pasta sauce. You don't have to make it, you know, all the time. Um, but I will quote Isabella Rossellini when somebody asked her. It was great. I was, like, sitting in the front row, and she was talking at a, at a food conference. And she wow. said, you know, that we were talking about all these different things. And she says, you know what? The one thing I take away is you people are so strange. You purchase. <laughs> she's like, I go into the grocery store. There's an entire aisle for salad dressing. She's like, what is this? She's like, you purchase salad dressing? She's like, where I'm from, we celebrate oils. We celebrate vinegars. We may mix them together. We may just use one. She's like, I don't understand this world. And she did this like whole ode to, and everything I just said is a paraphrase. It's not a direct quote, but this sure. whole ode to, you know, what has America done to salad dressing, right? And it was a great point, yeah. which was there are just certain things that we can be doing better more often, you know, at home and really getting the, the health win as well as the cost win, too. Oh, so that is so true. I mean, you can just take a little uh, olive oil and some balsamic vinegar, whatever vinegar you like. You can take some lemon and some olive oil and a little salt and some basil. I, I mean, there's so many things you can do, and they don't have right. all the crap in it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's, you know, and then there it's, are times where I turn around, like we were just talking about the rebel, and I, I turn around and say, so, sure. like in Anaheim, I was like, okay. I want, I, I'm, I'm going to be running around, it's stressed, I'm stressed, I want something that's liquid, I prefer plant-based protein, this, this chocolate protein drink is going to give me 16 grams of protein, uh, which balances out the carbohydrate that's in there, and I'm getting healthy fats, and oh, by the way, um, I think that one has maca or reishi or something, you know, one of the adaptogens in it, and I was like, all right, yes, I could totally, and I do make this when I'm at home, but boy, am I glad that I can find this when I'm, you know, in the refrigerator at the grocery store, um, or it happened to be available at the expo, that I can have this so that I'm, you know, from a liquid nutrition standpoint, I'm having something better while I'm on the go. Oh, I completely agree. No, I mean, I'm, I am in love with the protein powder that I use. It mm -hmm. has a, a grass-fed beef peptide paleo thing in it, and my daughter drinks it, and it's got a lot of protein, and it's better. I like her to have that for breakfast rather than a bowl of cereal. It definitely keeps right. her fuller longer, and sometimes she'll have something else with it. But, oh, yeah, I couldn't live without my protein shakes. <laughs> I mean, I could, but right. it would be a lot sadder. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so there's... You know, actually, the... Oh, oh go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Nope. Oh, I was just going to say, we have to wrap up, which is breaking my heart, because I adore you, but we're going to have you on again soon. We love having you here on Naturally Savvy. We just think you're so fantastic. You always bring so much to the show. Tell us all the ways we can find you in the meantime. 
Thank you. And I was just going to say, I was like, so there's so more, much more to better nutrition, uh, which you can find certainly um, on Facebook. I'm at Ashley Koff RD LLC. The rest of everywhere, I'm at Ashley Koff Approved or Ashley Koff. And then I just launched my brand new um, book, uh, which is actually a workbook, because I like to say, if you want to get better results, you got to do the better work, um, but I'm there to do it with you. So it's called A Road Trip to Better Health, and you can get it in a digital version or in a hard copy version on my website at ashleycoffapproved.com. Oh, that is fantastic. We will have you back for sure to talk about that. I want to thank everyone for listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. And I want to thank our fantastic sponsor, Bigelow Tea. They are a family-owned company. They have an amazing amount of tea. They get their tea from the greatest places in the world. They are a fantastic company. And we are so blessed on Naturally Savvy to have them as one of our fantastic sponsors. In the meantime, I'd also love for you to go to iTunes, subscribe to Naturally Savvy. You can go ahead and rate and review it. It really helps us out. And thank you so much for listening. This is Lisa Davis. Stay well.